Hello everyone and welcome back to Don't Be a Drag here on 91.9 WLJS. My name is Patrick Yim and I am the host of this show. Tonight we have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Candy Kane on the phone and we're going to just talk to her a little bit about the work she has done with drag and her experiences. So thank you so much, Candy, for coming on with us tonight. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm always looking for opportunities to get on live and talk with people and just get drag more as a household thing. So I know that you do a lot of different shows. You don't have necessarily one place that you perform every single week. Where are right. some of the places that you've gotten to perform recently? Well, recently I've actually taken a step back. So my first show in almost a year will be coming up next month, the 24th, and it'll be right there with y'all at JSU at the Leon Cole Auditorium. I'll be emceeing the Cocky Queens drag show, benefiting the Magic City Acceptance Center. We have a lot of good entertainers coming from all over the state. Um, it's a show y'all don't really want to miss, but no, I don't have just a set home that I perform at. I go a lot to um, Club 322 in Montgomery with Victoria Jewell. Um, she is the show director there. Very, very, very good person just to have on your team. She knows a lot of people and has a lot of contacts. And you know, Felicia Gallant is there as well. Another place that I like to go is um, The Quest. I haven't performed there in years, but The Quest is another place that I used to go all the time. It's Addison Vontrell, Cassidy Phillips, and I think Ramora Campbell is there now, isn't she? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, very, very good cast of people there. So tell us a little bit more about this Cocky Queen show that you're going to be doing, because I know, I think this is their third year that they've been performing, and they've done a lot of great work, especially in the charity side of things, um, by donating all the proceeds to different LGBT organizations. How has it been getting to work with these people, some of which are also students? So it's been a really great experience. Um, the Secular Student Alliance is, you know, as you know, the LGBTQI group on campus, and they reached out to me last year with their second show and was like, hey, would you want to be involved with this? And so, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, anything that I can do to give back to the community. Um, and then time went on, and they asked, actually asked me to MC. Well, I MC'd the show, and it went off really great. Um, I had some performers come from Montgomery, Mindy Michelle and Victoria Jewell. Um, they came all the way up from Montgomery form, and we did the show. It was really great. I think they raised like almost six or $700. I'm not really sure about the total. But they reached out again this year and asked me to MC. But this year, I have actually asked them if I can co-MC with Victoria from 322. So it's going to be a very witty conversation and dialogue throughout the whole show between us, hopefully. Yeah, I know it was really exciting to have her down here last year. And I know she expressed interest in wanting to be one of the showrunners. So it's really exciting to hear that she's coming back and that you are also coming back to help MC and put this thing on. Have you been working on anything special for the performance I so have. far? I have been working on a closing number that is going to be phenomenal in my opinion. 
the thing I'm most excited about for this show is we're going to have some names like Obscenity. Obscenity is going to be performing. Mark 590 is going to be there with us. I've spoken with Chad Peacock from Pride on the Plains. If Emberly is not busy, she is going to be coming. We have Danny California. We have a drag king whose name has not been released. And hopefully we'll also have Miss Felicia Gallant. So for those of you that don't know Miss Felicia Gallant, Miss Felicia Gallant is a legend in the Alabama drag community. She has been performing for, I know, for at least 30 years. She's an old but let me tell you, that one's, that one's a good one to have. <laughs> yes, I'm super excited to see all these names that come through. Because for a lot of these people, this will be either their first time see, being introduced to drag. Or either this is the only chance they get to see something like this. Just because Jacksonville is so far away from places like Birmingham, Correct. Montgomery, and Auburn. And I was super excited to see them do this show again. Simply because of the stigma that surrounded it last year. Um, obviously there was a lot of complaints about the job rating and, you know, of course my dirty, filthy whore mouth, but that's just to be expected when you get a group of drag queens together. I mean, come on now. Yes, we are all children of God, but God gave us hips and mouths and we know how to use them. <laughs> I know the first year that they put this on, it was thought to be a little bit more family friendly just because... This was the first time that they had done anything like this, and they didn't. I don't think fully realized how it was all going to come together. But I think it ended up working out because while we did have a, some issues, it wasn't nearly as bad as like could have been. Because I think a lot of the queens understood that where we were was not the normal club setting that you would normally be performing at, and so I think that helped them a lot, and then this last year coming in with some new entertainers and performers helped keep that spirit, I guess, of something new alive, because I know... I had to basically almost pay Mindy Michelle not to show her... (laughs) Like, I had to have a full-on conversation with her before this show, I was like, okay, Mindy, there's some kids out there, and, you know, we are not in Montgomery, please don't walk out there bearing your... But I paid good money for them. I was like, honey, I don't care. Please don't walk out there bearing your d- I beg of you, please just at least cover the nipples. At least cover the nipples. Can you do that? And she was like, I guess. <laughs> I, I know that that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the favorite performances of the evening, too. So I think she did pretty good. Mindy is a showstopper. That is what she does. When it comes to her and Victoria, Victoria is a very good performer. She's very energetic. Her knee was hurt last year while she was with us, so she didn't get to give us the full effect of Victoria. But whenever you have Victoria come out and perform, she is going to get the crowd up and going. You're going to have a few in between, but when you get Mindy out there, Mindy is the showstopper with her twists and kicks and her dazzling good looks. I mean, it's just a modern-day living Amazon, the way she looks. <laughs> well, it sickens me. I, like, I look at a pound of pizza and gain 30 pounds. That bitch eats six pizzas and gains an ounce. <laughs> well, kind of going away from that side, because each of these performers does great, but tell us a little bit about your performances and some of the stuff you do, because each queen has their own story. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got involved in drag in the first place. 
Well, Candy is an old bitch. Um, Candy's been around for about, God, 12 years now? Yeah. Candy's been around for 12 years. And before Candy was made, I was always the guy that looked at drag and was like, you know what, I'm never going to be that gay. I'm never going to be the one that puts on makeup and a dress and goes out there in front of people to seek attention like that. Well, I was sitting in eighth grade with my best friends. We'll, we'll call them Brooke and Cheyenne. And Brooke and Cheyenne were like, well, if you ever did this, what would be your name? And I couldn't come up with it. So they came up with the name Candy. And about that time, our eighth grade teacher walks in carrying a cane. So they named me Candy Cane, and that's where the name came from. There was nothing special around it, nothing. About a year went on, and I kept on telling them that I was not going to be the one that does drag. I'm not going to put on this dress. I'm not putting heels on. I'm just not going to do it. Well, a guy came up to me, and he was like, I'll pay you $100 to get on this stage in a dress and a wig. And, you know, I was a broke and money won. So I put on this makeup, and I looked like I was drugged straight out of a trailer park trash relationship, the way it was smeared across my face, and the wig was a shake-and-go wig, the dress was god-awful, and the heels were three sizes too big. But I did it. I got out there and I did it, and there was an old queen there, I won't mention her name, God rest her soul, and she was like, honey, what in the hell? are you doing this is not how you do drag and i was like well you know i was just doing this to make a little extra money she said well you've got a little potential let me work with you for a minute so she took me in the back and she just completely wiped my whole face down she's like this is not this is not gonna get it so she erased my whole face and she redid my face she painted my face for the first time and she said okay now let's go over my closet and you're gonna pull out a dress for you to wear so I went over there and I pulled one out and she said, that's be the most god-awful dress I've ever had. You can have it. So I put it on and I put on the shoes that she gave me and she gave me one of her wigs. It was a really good, thick wig. And I got out there for my actual first show and I performed Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Got back in there and all the queens were just staring at me. Just staring. I said, what the fuck are y'all looking at? One girl said, don't you know Whitney's black? Yeah. Well, I was just checking because you went out there and you just f***ed her song all up. And so time went on, time went on, and I finally got to where I was not looked down upon in the community because drag is a very, very hard community to stay in. It is cutthroat. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not in, like, a prestigious family, and you're just out here on your own, good luck, because it's going to be very, very tough. I'm not telling you you can't do it. I'm just telling you it's going to be hard. But Candy is all about having fun, and I took her, and I kind of came up with the thing that if I, if there's a man in a dress in a room, no one should be making fun of anybody but that man in a dress. Okay, And then that man in a dress had better know what the hell he's doing and be able to come back with some that's where a lot of my slapstick humor comes from, and it's kind of like with Bianca Del Rio, you know, she says she has this Rolodex of hate, 
It's kind of what all drag queens have, really. You've got to in order to continue to thrive in this industry. Because not only are you getting criticized from people outside of the industry who think they know everything about it because they've watched two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, but you're also getting criticized from people inside the community. Then drag was always, to me, a form of expression. It's not one thing. It's an ever-evolving art, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like like you just said with it being art and it's an evolving art everything is changing so it makes sense that drag in itself would go through changes go through evolutions updates and things of that nature but kind of the last thing you were speaking on about how it can be really hard in the community both inside and outside have you personally had to experience any particular hardships from when you started drag hardships define hardships well, it could be anything from issues that you've had to deal with with your family, from uh, having a harder time booking gigs, or just... Now, booking gigs is always hard whenever you first start out. You take, if you were starting out in drag, if there is a hot spot around you, I suggest you take every open stage there is. That will get your name out there. That's how you get started in the community. You get your name out there. You perform at all of these free open stage nights. And you talk to these show directors and it shows them that, hey, you know, this person is actually wanting to move forward here. Maybe if I give them a little mentorship, it'll help them. But my family, (laughs) the way they found out that I was drag queen was I had just came out as gay. And... I told my aunt, I was like, you know, there's something else I need to tell y'all. And she was like, well, what more could you have to tell us? I mean, you've already told me you like, so what else is there? So I was just like, okay, well, I'm a drag queen. She was like, well, what is that? Because my family are from Hicktown, USA. And they don't really have that much of an exposure to culture. I was like, well, how about I just show you? She was like, okay, well, you just show me as long as it doesn't involve you. Having sex on my table, I don't really care. Okay. So I left, and I went and got in full face, full body, dress, some beautiful heels. I came up, and I knocked on the, I came inside the door, and she looked at me, and she said, who are you, and why are you in my house without knocking? I said, auntie, it's me. She said, who the hell is me? And I told her, I, I used my boy name. She was like, this is not you. This this is, no, no, no. This this is not right. This is not right. This is not right at all. So I had to take off my entire face and my wig in front of her before she actually believed I was me. But after that, very accepting. Goes dress shopping and wig shopping with me. Tells me what she thinks about the performances. She's actually going to be at the Cocky Queen show this year. That's very exciting to get to have that family connection being there because I know for a lot of people it doesn't always stay that way or start out that way at all exactly I was very very fortunate with that I have a really really good family for the most part a really accepting and understanding like when I got when I married the love of my life back in March they were all so kind and so open and just supportive about it all 
So I've never, re- even in high school, I never really experienced this bullying or hate. I mean, my principal told me I could bring a guy to the prom if I wanted to. And this was in Pleasant Valley. Of all places. Of all places, Pleasant <laughs> Valley. So it's, I've never really had to experience a bullying side of or what most people do. And I've been very fortunate and I'm very thankful for that. Now, I know coming out to your family can be really hard in itself, but um, you and I have spoken before, and you talked to me a little bit about being in the military. Can you tell me how, one, dealing with obviously just being gay in the military, how that was for you? And then um, I know your group actually knew that you were a drag queen as well, and actually talked to you and came to some performances. Tell me how that whole experience and dealing with that was. So being gay in the military was not all this doom, gloom, hell and that people were talking about. For me, anyways. So, if you can't see me coming as gay from a mile away as it is, you're blind as hell. Um, and with me not ever having experienced being any type of bullying and stuff, I've always been very open about who I am and who I love. And what that means for me. I've always been able to live my truth no matter what. And so when I got into the military, you know, I heard all these horror stories. All these, you know, y'all talk about this, you'll get hurt, you'll be put out, all this other stuff. Well, I went to basics. And my whole whole company knew, everybody knew. And no one said anything about it. Until one night when we were getting ready to go to bed, uh, everybody had shower and everything, and this group of guys comes up, and they walk up to me, and, you know, we're all in the same spot and everything, and they're like, we got some questions for you, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. So, okay, which questions? They said, well, are you gay? Like, yeah, I mean, I haven't hit that fact. And this guy got the most serious look on his face, y'all, when I tell you. He was like, well, why don't you ever look at me in the showers? And I was like, um, do you want to know my honest answer to that? And he was like, well, yeah. I said, because you're not attractive. I mean, you're just not my type. He was like, okay, okay. So time went on. And we were all sitting in a circle with our drill sergeant. The drill sergeant was going down the line, getting to know everybody. He got to me, said my last name. I said, yes, Drew Sergeant. He said, on the day that you graduate, your man's going to see a real man walk across that stage. I was like, I know, right? He said, no, bitch. I'm going to be walking in front of you. Well, thanks, Drew Sergeant. That's, that's nice. That's lovely. Fuck you, too. And then time came for me to go to my actual post. And I went. And I worked directly with the commander of the battalion daily. And he talked to me one time. He said, look, I know you're gay. He said, and it hasn't affected anything to do with what you do here. He said, I'm very grateful that, you know, you, you control yourself. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Because that, that sounded very, it's like a degrading tone to me. He mm-hmm. said, no, no, no. It's not that I have a problem with gay people or anything like that. It's just. I don't 
I like how you came in and handled yourself in this environment. He said, you had a lot of things against you, but you came in and you changed my complete opinion. When they, when I met you, I knew you were gay and I automatically didn't like you because you were gay. But within a week of working with you, my entire opinion about gay people had changed. He said, and I want to thank you for that. So and then I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm a drag queen. He said, well, I kind of figured you were. I saw the heels in your bag the other day. I was like, yeah. I performed locally some. He thought, okay. Well, he got together with a bunch of other officers that knew me well that had to come in and work with me daily. And they all actually came to my next show. I made about $150 in tips off of just them. And that was a very uplifting thing for me, but to show that my superiors were actually coming to my shows and supporting me in this when they didn't even believe in it a month prior. Do you think that with just recent changes in society, because I know Don't Ask, Don't Tell recently was repealed and not only drag through television and other avenues, but just the LGBT community itself has been given a lot more light in society. Some of it good, some of it bad, but do you think that has helped people, whether it be in the military or outside? It's a very good question. Um, I think that we came a long way, but we still have a ways to go, especially with this current administration. Um, I think that the most hate that we get is a lot of the times from our own community. And I think that that has a lot to do with how the outside world views us because we know that when we go to these clubs and these places of safe haven, that we're supposed to accept each other and be very forthcoming about who we are. We're supposed to create this safe space, so to speak, for everybody. But a lot of times that's not the case. And I think it's to do with how the outside world still views us. Because they classify us in this group over here that's like, well, this is different. So anything that's different, especially here in the South, anything that's different, we're going to classify in its own little group and we're going to make fun of it and we're going to degrade it. And we're going to do everything we can to dehumanize it. And... They base a lot of it off of religion. And religion in and of itself was never meant to be something that hurt people. If you use religion to hurt people, you're doing it wrong. Um, As far as the outside community, I think that if we were to start accepting each other more, they would accept us a lot more as well. Kind of going from that, um, I usually try to ask this with all of my guests just to kind of see what they have, any advice. But for you specifically, you actually have a little bit of a different view since you were in the military. What is some advice that you would want to give somebody who may be going through similar shoes as what you went through, whether it be going into the military or just trying to find themselves in general due to the fact we are in the South, so it is a little bit harder. What would be advice that you would want to give them? If I could talk to myself back when I was 13, when I was just realizing who I was and I was scared and I didn't know anybody like me, 
I would have to tell myself, it's okay. You are loved. There are people out there like you. There's an entire world out there. And there are millions of people just like you. And it's okay to be who you are. You don't have to try to hide it. You don't have to try to force yourself to do things that you know that are not who you are. And just live your life the best you can. Because at the end of the day, you have to be happy with you. Nobody else does. As long as you're okay with laying your head down at night with what you've done that day and who you are, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us tonight. Because I know you're extremely busy getting ready to move and with the show coming up. But yes. again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we go, though, do you have any either social media or special plugs you'd like to give out to the listeners? Go and like um, the Secular Suit Alliance on Facebook. Follow their drag page or their, you know, the event page. Tell us if you're coming. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you want to see and what you want to hear. Um, the entertainers are always open and listening to what the audience wants. And that helps us prepare better for you. We want this to be a very good experience for you. If you want to bring your families, let us know that you're bringing your families. That way we can cater our performances to what you need. And that way I can edit my mouth a little better. <laughs> well, make sure, as she said, to go like those pages and follow the event. If you are looking for them on Facebook, it's Secular Student Alliance at Jacksonville State University. They'd love to hear from you guys. But with that, we are actually going to take a break for a couple of minutes, um, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 